The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. So I was going to read that Hollywood disclaimer for a minute. The, um, you know, yeah, is this yeah, bothers you or anything? Thing, but I kind of, I kind of stopped. Really yeah, it makes sense. Off, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of listened to the intro. This is, I think, the first time I listened to the intro for Voice America. It was like the views and ideas are expressed here are not part of Voice America. I'm like, huh. You know, I really don't blame them for putting that there, especially with the stuff you and I say. Hi, I'm Samelia. I'm on with my co-host, I'm the militant moderator, Paul Michael Bowen. Yeah, the stuff we're and probably going to say in this very episode. <laughs> exactly. So we are the reason they have that disclaimer. That's all I've decided. Um, welcome to the show, guys. We are talking about all things Hollywood. We have the Ochoa Boys on today, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, I did a couple of pre-records this week, so coming up, you're going to hear a bunch of shows with Paul and I talking and um, me hacking up a lung. As it is now, I kind of still have the flu, but I'm doing a lot, lot better. Um <laughs> I've heard about people with that 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 new the new coronavirus. Oh yeah, that the, the, that, that hip new virus. Yeah, so. Oh my god! Like I felt bad for myself because I had the flu, and then I was what reading that I was like, oh, I'm gonna just take the IV they gave me and shut up now. Yeah, I think it's um, only it's it's gotten what 200 people at this point. So yeah, well, China's handling it very differently than they did last time because remember they got slammed for the way they handled SARS. And now this coronavirus came out. They're like, um, here's all of the scientific data we have and go. So I think there'll be a better handle on this because it's had open cooperation. Yeah, we'll see. You know, see. For, it's got a two-week incubation period, so it's like, you know, that's, that's the big problem. <laughs> well, they've stopped people coming in from China here, and mm-hmm. you know, they'll have to do it for a few weeks. <sighs> <laughs> unless they want a pandemic. Because, I mean, things like this is how you end up with, like, World War Z. No, actually, bad producing and directing is how you end up with World War Z, but you understand what I mean. Hey, yeah, well, they, they might use that one scene in the next <laughs> film, that the one that they spent, like, $35,000 on and threw away. So, mm. Hashtag bad choices. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I, I still don't... like the book, you know? I didn't say there was anything wrong with the book. I'm talking about the movie. I haven't seen an adaption that bad since Percy Jackson. And I loved uh, Percy Jackson books. Like, I grew up on Percy Jackson books. I love the freaking Percy Jackson books. And let me tell you, I was pissed. About as pissed as The Last Airbender fans, I guess. You know, um, again, I we don't, don't know any, we, we don't talk don't about The Last Airbender. About- that, did, that just never happened. No, bad Paul. Go to the corner. No, it did. It's on DVD. You can see it on Roku. You know, it's right there. It's just for free. You know, yeah, it's right there. It's not good, but I don't. I didn't have any emotional investment because I never really saw the anime thing. Yeah, it's not just that. It's it's the. Let's talk about something less depressing. Let's talk about the death of Kobe Bryant. How about that? 
Oh, that's going to get some tweets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm saying. myself when I say, oh, we're going to get letters. Nobody yeah. writes in letters anymore. I mean, come on. So I don't know. Uh, I got I got a creepy I got a creepy fan maily one um, where a guy asked to buy my panties in the mail. That was not mm. too long ago. That was less than awesome. Uh, how much? <laughs> my boyfriend decided we weren't selling them, um, and by we weren't selling them means he had a tantrum. How much? You didn't, you didn't have a price? I really want to know. <laughs> How much? I can tell you the most I've ever been offered for my panties. Does that count? Yes. Yes, the it does. The most I've ever been offered for my panties was $7,000. Well, I'll be, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, and that was, good for you. And my that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid used car right there. Hang so. on. I did, I did not sell them. <laughs> so. Again, this goes okay, into Okay, now the... I'm I'm questioning your sanity. All right. <laughs> <coughs> Somebody <coughs> ten cents for my underwear. They're there. Yeah. Here, here you go. I'm, I'm Knock just yourself saying, out. When you encourage, like the the guys that do that, in my experience, are are always kind of creepy. And the guys that I've gotten too friendly with over the years that could you know go back and be like, I saw you in this film, and it's some horror film from like 2004. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of. Um, it's the, seven thousand dollars. How did you not sell your freaking <laughs> underwear? Uh, the same way I didn't. I got offered to post for Playboy, and I didn't do that. Um, I got married at eighteen. I was right. separated okay. now, and he was in Iraq, and he said no. <laughs> like it was. It was really well, simple. Get, do you want to post I, for Playboy? I, Hell no. Um, yeah, yeah, little okay. different, <laughs> little different. What about sending this you know, guy mind away? No, you're gonna wind um, up, no. It's like you're going to wind up with either a staple in your navel, or you just you know drop your drawers in a freaking Ziploc bag and send it to FedEx. You know, <laughs> for seven thousand dollars, I think it should go at least you know like next day shipping. <laughs> I, I'm not opposed. I would have said him, Paul. I just um, have tended in my life to date psychotic, controlling men, and that seems to be the upshot. Uh, it's seven thousand dollars, okay? Alexis, I mean, tap in. <laughs> Alexis is here. She's on the line. She's she can back me up. She's been offered weird stuff too. We have a guy right now stalking her, who decided that because she's a dominatrix, um, he can turn her into a good Christian wife and teach her what a woman is supposed to be. And then he tried to buy her off of me. Again, less than my panties were offered, by the way. <laughs> Less than I was offered for my panties. Oh, wow. Oh, no, he's been consistently, it was, but he's been consistently upping it. Like, we're at like 100 grand, and he's still trying. Is that more of a renting thing, or is that a full I don't know. I think he thinks she's like a human slave, and I can sell her, and I somehow own her. Not that we work together. There is that. There, that slave sub thing going on in the BDSM crowd. Uh, yeah, I, but, but Alexis is the master. She know. likes the whippy part. Yeah, okay. So then there's, uh, I mean, from what I understand, you know, she's not a, what they call a switch, I think, is it? Uh, I don't know. I'm Lex? definitely not a switch. <laughs> Guys, anyone listening okay, to has not this before, before, this is my assistant, Alexis. She and I have been working together for years and years and years. Um, mm. <clears throat> she's also a dominatrix for fun and a little bit frightening, just FYI. Um, 
<laughs> welcome. And the Alexis. fact that I have to clarify, not for money, is a bad thing. <laughs> she is not a dominatrix for money. She has an actual job for money. She's a dominatrix for free, which is somehow worse in my mind. If I'm going to be uh, somewhere, I better get paid for it. No, 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 no. I, I think she, you know, come on. You, you, oh, you, you complain about me not selling. You complain you, you about her, me. You put her through a lot. Maybe she just needs to blow off steam. She was a dominatrix when I met her. She, speaking of controlling crazy people, she's one of them. <laughs> um, seriously, we've had people try and come over, and it's really common that people try and take other people's jobs. That's not uncommon. People like, you know, will try and get Alexis's job, and you can just see Alexis looking at them. No, but I know. Yeah, I just don't she got think rid I look of twelve good in interns last year. <laughs> yeah, you don't think they look I, good in leather? I don't think I look good in leather and latex. No. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Every time Alexis comes in in something like that, she's like, "I'm going out." She's in these really ridiculously high pleather boots. I'm like, "Bring in the gimp." <laughs> That's all I can think. Uh, I'm just no. saying. Did you leave it in the car? I don't know. Alexis, what is a gimp? Uh, a gimp? I don't yeah. have one. What is it? Moment. I'll, I'll explain it later. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of the scene from. I'm thinking of the scene. Yeah, I'm thinking of the scene from Pulp Fiction. So there's that. That's what I'm thinking. I like, but you know, it's bad when Alexis is like, "I am not explaining this on air." <laughs> I thought. We, I thought we could. I thought it was like you know we're, we're uh, you know swear for kids or oh what 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 are we? It, it is. It, it's uh, we swear because we care. I'd like to remind you. swear everyone, before I care. Because we care, yeah. Every time we use bad language, guys, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. We swear because we care. Actually, we started doing this because friends. Oh, God, Paul. That's not swearing. It's just what the hell. No, I just want to like it so that if you can't get through it, so it's always I kind of fun. It's, it's really just for my own amusement. It's so low, you can never actually understand half of them, and I have to fucking count these things. <laughs> Alexis does. She sits there afterwards and starts counting. She hasn't hit me yet. She's had many opportunities. So, uh, hey, remember, we swear because we care. Exactly. We're doing it for the children, Lex. Moist um, is not a cuss word. <laughs> It's just a but I know you have to listen to it back at a slower speed so it comes out more. It does. It does. And you should see her face, Paul. She gets cringy. It's great. All right, guys. We are going to go to break in a couple of minutes. We totally missed talking about Kobe Bryant. We should be talking about Kobe Bryant and Brexit and the impeachment. But really, we're just going to end up talking about Kobe Bryant and um, apparently uh, how... Pardon? And, and moist. moist. And moist. No, and, and how to get away with rape, because that's kind of what it is. What's the expression? Death makes saints of us all. Well, Kobe Bryant was a phenomenal football player, but he was arrested but for... But a bad date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bad, not Free for, thrower, bad date. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a good way of putting it. And I think he's, you know, part of the Hollywood problem. Um, when we come back, we'll be chatting a little bit more about that, and then we will be on with the Ochoa Boys today. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Moderate, Paul Michael Bolland. And thank you very, very much to my assistant, Alexis, who had to jump in. And I will try not to sell her to this week's stalker. We'll be right back.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co host, host of the Military Motor, Paul Michael Boland. Okay, so um, before the break, we were talking a, bit, a little bit about Kobe Bryant. We'll go back into that. We were talking about the uh, coronavirus, which is terrifying. But I do want to give a shout-out real quick to uh, Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. The new Palm Springs Diet, spray it under your tongue, get skinny. And our giveaways this week are a ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest, Sedona, or Las Vegas. You can use it at any True Rest spa. So... Um, I don't want to pick something horrible. I was going to ask a Kobe Bryant question. Uh, pass, hard pass. Paul, pick our question for the week. I'll give it uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, Okay, we uh, our guest was in our guest was in a uh, Pixar. Did a voice in oh, a yeah. movie. Yeah, one okay. of the one of the boys did the voice in one of the Disney Pixar movies. Okay, so name that movie. There you go. I think we talked about it before. We did. That will so that'll be our giveaway for the week. If you can tell us what movie he was in, you can get a ride at Off Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest, Sedona, or Las Vegas. So that's going on with your chore boys. Um, now I'm going to say I'm going to jump back into the Kobe Bryant thing. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start with that. We're going to get letters. We're going to get letters. 
Yes, uh, Kobe Bryant, fantastic basketball player, horrible date. Oh yeah, like it, it's it, it really. I'm I'm you know I said before the break. There's an old saying: death makes saints of us all. Um, uh-huh. Kobe Bryant and heartbreakingly, his 13 year old daughter, like his his daughter yeah. as well. And That's there were other, I saw there were also some other kids in the in the chopper too. It, it's really it's really horrible. And it's yeah, a tragedy, I, and I don't think he deserved to die. But, it was like three of his, three of her, I think it was at least two of her friends that were all this, where they were the same age. And like the mothers of those two kids. So yeah, a total of, I think it was eight people plus the pilot. Oh my God, that's so much worse than I thought. Um, and, and it kind of gets stuck, because because he is gone, you don't want to talk about, you know, rape allegations. You don't want to talk about all of these things. But mm. it it can go one of two ways. He's going to leave a big footprint in basketball. But yeah, I already do, has. Yeah, and and yeah, he retired <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I uh, think with his death, because he is he did die young, it's going to you know it, it tends to make martyrs of people, and I think it can be used a couple of different ways. Um, he was acquitted of rape, but the joke became everyone started making fun of this little maid. And the joke became, well, you know, they're talking about her vaginal bruising and the trauma and all of this. And right. they're like, well, he's a big old, you know, he's a big old basketball player. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. And so she became a punchline. And I actually, I know a few really bad jokes that came from her. Yeah, um, there, was the, there was the, the family guy thing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> look, it's, it's, there's, it, this is unavoidable. It's like uh, sex with Kobe Bryant. You can kick and scream all you want, but, you know. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, and that was 2009, I think. Yeah. Yep. And so it, it kind of leaves everyone in a place where you look at his legacy in basketball and you go, okay, he he left a big footprint. Um, or you look at his legacy and go, okay, he was a very flawed human being that made mistakes and an excellent basketball player. So I'm going to be really interested to see how everyone handles it. And so far, I'm not liking it. I, I, I'm seeing him turn into a saint. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen, uh, there's a comedian by the name of Ari Shafir. Uh, he's uh, one of Joe Rogan's boys. He basically said the, like the, the world lost a rapist today. So, and he's been getting an amazing amount of crap for that. <laughs> but that, see, yeah. that's the problem. Like, well, this is also the, this is also from the guy who made a fantastic, you know, I, I, okay. The short is called the amazing racist. And he did a few, uh, a few of them, uh, in, in one particular episode, he went to home Depot, picked up a couple of, of you know, about six, uh, bits of Manuel labor, uh, got him in the back of a truck, hit every speed bump that they had. And then they went right over to immigration services. He got out of the car. They're right here. They're right here. They're right here. They're right here. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what we've grown to expect out of this guy. Oh, yes. Here's, here's, here's the problem. Mm. What he said was not untrue. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Um, it's, he did a lot of good. He gave a lot to foundations. He did so much good. But he also did, and this isn't the only case, like the, the famous one where the girl went to court is not the only case for Kobe Bryant or the only accusation. So it's this really heartbreaking situation where, well, you, you know, you do destroy his legacy. 
or better yet, what is his legacy? I just, you know, now Hollywood's ready to jump on every one of these. You know, everybody who is accused of this, everybody who does this, everybody who has credible accusations of doing it, doing it. Uh, but there's a good big contingent that says, no, 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 we have to mourn now. You know, let's let's not let's not ruffle our angel Kobe. That's but that's what it comes back to. Death makes saints of us all. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very easy to look at the good in him because he's not here to continue with the bad. Yeah, I, I don't. It really sucks that there's. Uh, he had four daughters, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's three daughters without a father. There's uh, a wife without a husband. Daughters without their sister. But right. on the flip side, to yeah, there's also a, ju- a victims, judicial system without a subpoena. So you that, know, that's that. that's it. And and to his but to his victims, this is now a world without their rapist. So. <sighs> I don't know. Just saying. That, but that's the point. For them, it's a, a relief. But on the flip side, the the woman that he uh, that, that he famously assaulted, not all of them, just the one he famously assaulted, right. um, is getting heat now online. And people saying you uh, should never have made this up about him. Blah blah blah. Right, and that's the, you know, it. Either, either it's all okay or none of it's okay. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah, really, I, I, it's no. really hard because everything, everything I've ever done, every choice I've ever made when my job is yeah. concerned has been upholding a system right. that backs this, supports this and hides this. But um, it's not as hard as the side of a mountain. It's the same. I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. I know, but we're so, gonna get letters. Oh, gonna get, <laughs> I know. I, Nobody writes letters anymore. It's just. I'm just freaking old. That's it. Paul, That's it. Yep. that was so bad. Um, but it, it's hard, and you know, th- there's the expression: women are defenders of the status quo. They don't like change. Um, and and in, just in my life, I can tell you that with as wonderful as this movement has been, it's also been really hard. And I'm really proud of the woman that, that I'm not going to say her name because she has been getting so much grief. Right. Um, that really did try and pursue him. She was offered money, like many of the other women, to just let it go. And she didn't take the money. Mm-hmm. She just went after him. Well, I also know a guy who uh, apparently... Kobe had an apartment near the Staples Center, whereas if he didn't want to fly back, uh, which he always did this helicopter thing. So he was in a helicopter a lot. So that's kind of increased his odds of that happening to him. Just saying. The more you're up in the air, the more, there we go. That's it why you should like never fly. Beach, beach, which, is why, which is a ways away. Uh, and uh, a guy I used to hang out with did some interviews, post-game interviews with him in that apartment. Department, and they said that well, there was an area set up for the interview, interviews. Uh, but like the other place was kind of had a weird like there were the morning after pill boxes in the trash, you know that kind of thing. Just, oh yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, I I've, I have a lot of girlfriends that made their way through professional basketball players, footballers, that sort of thing, and they all say the same thing. It, it's it's. 
I didn't hear that about his apartment, but I heard that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm yeah, this was between... not someplace that he had that was, that his fa- that his family spent any no. time. So I and it's kind of the I don't want to defame you know the ones that are passed, but too late. Uh, it, it really we got to figure out what we want to take from this. Either we saint him and ignore his mistakes and his choices because those are choices, not mistakes, in some of them. Or we go, okay, he was a gifted basketball player. Like we we are Kelly him. He can be as gifted a basketball player as he wants, but right. <sighs> yeah. Uh huh. Again, it, it was you know if it wasn't if if he didn't just if it wasn't such a because that's kind of a it was it was a violent act so that was a, that's that's where get, the, the problem is you know yeah because you're not talking like I I hate to quibble between rape I'm gonna feel like an asshole for saying this but it it wasn't like we started and there was a misunderstanding. Like it was a mm-hmm. violent attack. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you know, and I don't know why in my mind I quantify a difference between those two. I think I'm a really bad person for doing it, but I do. Right. Um, and I think I also have to add that I'm sorry. I just haven't given a crap about basketball since the bad boys broke up, you know? That's fair. Mm. Which is like a thing about like 1990 or something like that. Yeah, I'm dating yeah. myself again. <laughs> well, I, I really didn't pay much attention to them. My brother was really into the Chicago Bulls for a while. That was as close as I know anything. Yeah, Chicago Bulls is basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no, that's, they, they were the team that basically, you know, the Pistons had, which is the bat, where the bad boys were, where it had a good two years, back-to-back championships. And then Michael Jordan took over once he got Scottie Pippen. Oh, yeah, uh, that was done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Once you had, it was like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Scotty Pippen. Um, there, there were like a few of them that were just, you just could not beat them. Yeah. No, I mean, when we had it, Detroit had a team, you know, but then Michael Jordan had a one of the better team. But there who, was, did, who did Magic Johnson play for? He was a rock star too. He, no, he was, he was Lakers here. He, he was, uh, he's always been my favorite basketball player. He's awesome. Now, I will say this. Look at the array of basketball players we're talking about with no rape charges. Just saying. If you want to idolize people, maybe go for those kind of people. Um, Though I do hear Michael Jordan's a real dick. Not a rapist, Uh, though. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kind of a douchebag. But But not a rapist. And and that's kind of where I get with, with Kobe Bryant is I think he's done so much good, but it is so overshadowed. And I, I feel horrible for his family because this is what everyone's talking about was, was his, you know, what was the fact that he was rapey? Um, you know, it, it's uh, just kind of overshadowed everything. It's, you, you kind of have to look at the, you just have to look at everything as a whole. Sorry, I think that's fans. a good way. This isn't, yeah. this isn't, gonna, this isn't gonna go away. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think you gotta take Un- the good with the bad. Kobe. This isn't going to go away. Paul! <laughs> you are on a roll, damn it. What the hell? Um, I know. You do You yeah. do have to look at it as a whole. And, you know, I... <laughs> I, I wonder if our, our, new, our guests have been listening in on this one. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, but, no, I've, I've been praying for... I, I You know, I, I just started praying for him, and I started thinking about it. And don't tell people I prayed, then I'll think I'm a nice person, and that's just not true. Um, but I, um, 
you know, I was really thinking about it and I don't know. I, I just don't know how I feel. It's that simple. I don't know what I want to focus on. He's done so much to change the world in a good way, but oh my God. So that's where we are. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the gray. Um, I'm, we are going to go to break. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Melton Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. Mm. And we are on with our very, very special guest. You guys loved him last time. And you, boy, did you drive me up the wall on Twitter about them. We are on with the Ochoa Boys. It's two weeks since their album come out. And I've heard great things online about it. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, we got... Three of them today, so why don't you introduce yourself, youngest to oldest. Okay, well, if we're going youngest to oldest, I'm Raymond. Well, Alan, thank you for having us, by the way. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Bobby. I'm the one in the middle. And I'm the oldest as of now. I'm Ryan. And thanks for having us back, guys. It's uh, We're happy to be back. Oh, yeah. All this as of now. How does that work? <laughs> the, the other brother's not with him on this one. So. Oh, um, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. As opposed to say, as of, yeah, just, you know, when yeah, they were always, three, like right. he would have been the older. Like, it really depends on birth order. He could have yeah, been the you youngest there. catch up. The younger ones yeah. never really catch up. It's no, just like, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. It's space. So. Yeah, unless yeah. something terrible happens. Let's let's move on. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you, your album dropped, uh, so that's doing well. Uh, why don't uh, talk about that? How's the reception? Well, I guess first, we're, we're all in the same house, but we're all in, like, separate rooms. So, boys, yeah. you just tell me when you want me to answer. 
Yeah, you know, go ahead. Because you probably have a lot to say as well, as well as all of us. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll start with um, this was definitely our, as we said last time, this is our probably biggest project to date as brothers individually. Um, and the response has been insane. I mean, I've been telling all of my friends and, and uh, all of our family that, you know, you get a lot of like, Everybody gets, you know, haters and negative feedback. I mean, it's funny because some of the songs are, you know, about people hating us. But the ironic thing is that we've not gotten one negative comment about the music, which is like the coolest thing. I mean, um, considering how much work, you know, and time we put into this, not that we were expecting anything, but that just shows that, um, everything that we thought it was going to be is, is, is showing in, in just two weeks. So we're very excited, very happy. There's still a lot more to do, a lot more work to be done. But uh, so far, we're, we're very thankful, very blessed. And like we're telling everybody, as long as you love the music, that's all that matters. I like that. That's really, really cool. Now, what is so for this album for you guys? What is so different? We talked about it last time a little bit. I have people I'm writing to on Twitter right now. We're talking back and forth about it. What to you makes this album special? Well, I'll, I'll take I'll take this one. Uh, honestly, when you say different, you know, I think I think that kind of uh, like sums all of us up. Like we we never want to be like anybody else. We always want to be different. So by making this album. We wanted to make something that was different, something that, you know, it was, expe- I mean, there's already challenges that come with making an album, but when we wanted to do it, we wanted to do kind of an album that kind of had different genres in it, you know, something where you can, that, that if, if someone's listening and if they have one specific, you know, taste in music, there is that type of, that type of uh, feel in one of the songs at least, so everyone can catch and, and enjoy it. So we wanted to do, you know, obviously we're, we're hip hop artists, mate, uh, majority, you know, we like to rap, but you know, Bobby loves to sing. And that, that basically kind of is where the, the, the center of it all was. Bobby wanted to take this album and, and focus on the singing. And so we were able to do something that was different. We were able to have songs that have, you know, Western style beats. And then we were able to do, you know, kind of a rockish feel with, with certain songs and, 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 you know, strictly hip-hop and R&B music. Something that, if you were listening to one album, you would expect it to be that type of feel for the entire album. We wanted to take that kind of thing and just say, no, we're artists, you know? We make art. That's our, that's our, that's our go-to now, you know? We don't want to be classified as, as one type of genre of music. We wanted to be able to just say, hey, we're artists. This is our new song. Don't expect one thing because it, it's going to be different. It'll, it's not, you're not going to expect anything from this album, but, you know, just difference and just, just to, to enjoy it, really. Now, for each of you, so what is your favorite song? Oh. <clears throat> Sorry. I was just going to add on that, you know, like Raymond said, um, you know, regarding, like, the, the music being different, just, like, little things as well, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, we don't really get to talk about that much that were different, just regarding like for example um our music our music video that we released for ghost we talk of um the concept kind of reflects the actual video and and the writing process for example 
you know, you go online for, you know, a lot of songs that are released and you see a lot of writers or a lot of people worked on the album just being different. Like, there was only five people that worked on the entire album. Us and our producer, RNS Beats. Like, that's it. Like, when you look up all of the, the details, like, we did everything. We wrote all the songs. We produced, you know, pretty much half of the tracks with, with our producer. Like, when you talk about different, like, that's different already in itself is, is the actual process of making the album. We didn't have a million people touching all the songs. Everything was, you know, hands-on amongst us and our producer. And you don't really see that nowadays. You don't see that at all. That's really cool. <clears throat> that's that's very cool. It's usually, and you certainly don't see singers writing their own songs anymore. That's something that's died yeah. out years ago. For well, yeah, I mean, that will definitely continue back. going into all of our music. I like that. That's really cool. It's it's a nice it's a nice vibe. It's nice knowing the songs come from you. I mean, you hear people talk about Selena Gomez's new song, and they're saying, you know, oh, it's about Justin Bieber. No, dude, some forty year old dude wrote it. It has nothing to do with any of that. So it's nice listening yeah. to your music, knowing that it's something you guys created and felt and thought. That's just, it's a very different feel. Um, and we can now, actually relate to it when we talk about it. Go ahead, go ahead. There's so much we could cut talk about. Well, I, I want to know what each of your favorite songs are. Go ahead, Bob. Oh. Favorite song? I mean, you know, if you get us to say this, this is like, this is like <laughs> something that everyone, I, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm totally messing. But um, uh, honestly, this is gonna be tough to say because there's like, I honestly, I I will give you an idea of something, but I won't I won't actually say my favorite song on the on the album because I kind of don't want that out there, in a way. Oh, because yeah. to be honest with you, there's every single every single track on there, like Ryan said, has you know coming from us and coming from our experiences and our words. It's like each track has their own, you know, special, like, meaning to us. You know what I mean? It's like we we were living something at a certain time or we brought up something at a certain time. It's like, you know, one track is about, you know, you know, people, people we've lost very close to us. It's like, so that one is super meaningful. Or it's like one's about, if I say who they're about, then it's like, you know, then it, then it like, changes the whole story. But it's like there's just different um, tracks that have their own meanings to us. So it's like you say a favorite I kind of won't say this. I won't say the track song. It's like obviously the boys probably know. We all know our favorites amongst each other. But I would just say in general, I love I love the album. And it's like if I just picked one, if you want me to actually pick a track, I will say the R type interludes because they're not our track. So I'm not picking a favorite. You know what I mean? They're just like that's something like something on the side of it. If you actually follow the album, but um. Yeah, like, to me, I feel like each track has their own meaning to me, or there's a favorite part in each song. Like, I'll give you my favorite parts of songs, like, oh, I love this part the most of this yeah. song or something like that. But to say a track is kind of saying a lot, and it's like, if, if you listen to beginning to end, in the end, it doesn't matter what my favorite is. I just care that, you know, everyone else is enjoying it or, or hearing, you know, someone else's favorite. I like to hear different people. It's like seeing all over social mm -hmm. media and seeing different different songs posted by different people like to see that someone's taking a liking to this song or this is my favorite song and then somebody's posting something completely different is like the coolest thing it shows mm -hmm. that all of our tracks are, are affecting different people in different ways which is really cool okay i like that i'll, I'll say this i'll say this 
I think what the, the main thing is each song is basically like our baby. You know, they, each one means a lot to all of us, you know. They each, have, they, they each have meaning behind each one. And for me, you know, I love, I love rap music. That's just that's the type of music I listen to. So, you know, Gutta is a song that, you know, is just super dope to me and I absolutely love. But then my favorite group of all time is Linkin Park. And to be able to do a song like 4K that has that kind of rockish and, you know, hip-hop vibe to it the way they did it, it honestly, that one is, is up there. But I, like, like Bobby said, you know, we can't really put a favorite to it just because they each have special meanings to it and why each song means something and you can't really find a reason to choose one over the other. I'll tell you this, Summer. It's kind of like what, we, what I just talked about before about you know how Bobby mentioned about us writing the music and Raymond saying there were mm-hmm. babies. It's like, you know, for some for some people when they, for some artists, if they pick a favorite on their track, maybe it's because it you know it means something to them. Well, it's like what I just told you is that we did write every single song on the album. So at some point of the, you know, not even just within the year, because like Bobby said, you know, one of the songs is about you know us losing, you know, you know, you know, a few family members close to us. So and but that wasn't within the year. That was almost three years ago so it's something that we finally were able to put into words into lyrics into a song years later so everything has some sort of meaning and even the i don't like to say solo tracks but like our individual tracks that were a big surprise for everybody those are like our three the three top songs on apple music right now each one of those have our own special individual meanings but we all wrote them together so it's like i helped raymond me and Bobby helped Raymond put his feelings into his song. So, you know, like I said, every single song has their own meaning. And, and like Bobby said, it's just like a different feeling that we had during that time. So the truth is, is that if it's on the album, it's, it, it wasn't just thrown there. It's there for a reason. So, I mean, if we didn't like it, it wouldn't be on there. But if you had to say, and if we were all together, it would be funny. But we all know the strongest song is Motor. Right, guys? <laughs> oh, that's a joke. I, I'm just kidding. I like that. Now, let me ask you. I'm, I'm actually just enjoying listening to guys chat. But, uh, well, let's do this real quick because we always get to the end of the show and have to rush through it. Where can they find each of you on social media? And then I have some questions I wanted to ask. Knock it out. Uh, Ray, uh, I, I guess I'll go first and run to that. Yeah. To keep mine simple, mine is Robert Ochoa125 on um, all platforms, and I just recently opened uh, TikTok as well, so it might be a little confusing, but it's Robert Ochoa and then just 25 it's, it, without the one. So everything's 125. Let's go, Bobby's TikTok on TikTok. There you go. Got to make that plug. You guys can do Ochoa Boys, too. Go, Ray. All right. Mine is mine's Raymond Ochoa12 on Instagram, Twitter, and like them, I just joined TikTok. I don't post on it really, but it is Raymond Ochoa 12. I'm probably going to post on it eventually. And, uh, yeah, Ryan, take it away. Um, I got Ryan Ochoa on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, R- Ryan Ochoa official on TikTok. And Snapchat is the one crazy Rai Rai. But then Ochoa Boys is just Ochoa. Our group account is just. Ochoa Boys with a Z on everything, um, but you could just go to OchoaBoys.com to find everything. 
There you go. Now, what did you learn just as individuals? What did you learn from doing this album? You want to go ahead, guys? I'll take this. I'll take this. Um, like, I think we, we talked on this last interview, I think, or it could have been a different, I don't know. There's just days go by. But, <laughs> you, you've been doing a lot of um, interviews. <laughs> I know, this is crazy. Truth, truth, truth is, you know, we, when we started making the album, our producer came to us and was like, and, and this is very, very, very true and, and kind of, it means a lot. He came to us and was like, hey, you know, we need to figure out, you know, really fully what you bring to the table. Because, you know, obviously we, we each knew what we were doing, but we were still trying to find ourselves as artists, as musicians. Um, and, you know, kind of in the group, yeah, we're brothers, but we all want to contribute in our own way. And we wanted to find that. So we were trying to find basically what type of, what type of thing do we truly carry. Bobby was just vocally gifted. He's always been a really good singer. He would always, growing up, he would always sing. And, you know, we never knew about, that. it was about time. It was about time for him to finally start singing on our track. <laughs> Freaking A. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he became the singer. You know, right, like I said, I, I was telling this to a friend of mine. I, you know, I truly listen to, you know, I only listen to hip-hop music. That's really about all I listen to. So I was able to contribute really like what the, what the market is now, you know, the hip-hop market and what, what, how, what their sound feels like things like that. I was able to contribute things like that because I really do dive myself, my, I dive deep into that kind of genre. So I was able to kind of bring that into our music. And Ryan, he's just the Energizer Bunny. He's just that, you know, the fun one. He brings that excitement and, and, and energy to each song. And you, if, by listening to the album, you'll, you'll hear that. You'll hear Bobby singing. You'll hear my darker feel of hip-hop. You'll hear but Ryan's energy and, you know, just the passion he has behind his lyrics. So, but, you know, making the album, that's kind of how that, that was formed. It truly took making the album to find ourselves truly as artists because, yeah, we've been do, doing music for seven years, but, you know, we were just doing music and doing what we liked. Now we're able to find truly as what it meant to be an artist and really, you know, make a, a real authentic album. And that's what we were able to do, which, you know, it means a lot. I want to go off of what Raymond said about that's kind of how how... That's how it is, like, you know, regarding us as artists. But on top of that, like what he said about we've just been doing music for seven years. And at first, we, when we were performing, like, you know, we've done hundreds, you know, uh, over like three, no, we have, we've done over 300 invasions, as we call them. And the truth is, is when we first started, we, and I will, you know, I'm being honest with myself about this, is that we nowhere near put as much work as we do now into everything we do. And I tell the boys all the time, you know, we finished this album, we finally, you know, pulled through and pushed through to make it happen and overcame a lot, as we talked about the last time. But the truth is, is I will say, it won't really hit for all of us, you know, as a family, as brothers, as a group, until all of the work ethic is absolutely the same. And everything, because... You know, we talk about other artists and, and artists that have made it, you know, to, in our terms, like, you know, what is making it, right? But, you know, being on the radio, you know, every, every day, um, that's, some, that's some sort of, you know, success that I want to, you know, still achieve. But I feel like they've, those artists, they've put a lot of work into, you know, and a lot of time into their craft as well. 
And I feel like until we've exceeded our expectation and, and exceeded the limit of doing everything yourself and, and being super hands-on with everything, videos, music, lyrics, everything you can do, that's when I feel like I will be 100% satisfied as an artist and as a, I mean, as of everything, as a filmmaker. And I, I think that's when God will basically say, okay, you guys have put enough work in to say, you know, it's your time now, you know? Now, what, after all of this, what is, uh, we've got about five minutes to close. So I'm going to ask you guys, one, what advice <coughs> would you give to people trying to get into this? And two, um, what did you take away from this experience? just as individuals. Bob, you want to answer? Um, let's see. So, right, right. Well, we all, we all are pretty good at actually giving advice, honestly, but like, um, with what I, with the, what I've learned and so, so giving advice through what I've actually learned through this experience is, um, I guess it's kind of answering both questions in one. It's kind of like, you know, you start to you start to begin to learn that like Ryan's been Ryan's kind of been saying this a little bit too, like this quote, which which just totally makes sense. And it totally everyone always says this, but you can't really you know you can't really like you, you're not really doing anything until you just basically start, right? And for example, um, once you pick up that pen or once you pick up you know whatever it is that you're trying to do, like for example in this case, it's you know, once you start writing and you start like diving into the music and going into the studio and doing all those things, you know, you can't create a song. You can't like, you can't have all this happen or you can't have an album come out and tell you you're doing that every single day. And like all last year, that's what we did. And it's like over and over, we kept telling everybody, Hey, we can't wait for you guys to hear what we're doing. But we like had to keep everything so secretive. You know, we were like trying to keep them excited by giving them sneak peeks. But like it's, it's really like, we're like, we can't release this song. We can't do this. It's like, it's got to be on a bigger scale. We got to wait for the album. So like all last year was like, guys, wait, 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 you know? And um, the thing is, is we did it though. You know, like all year it's like, we picked up the pen, you know, me and Ryan and Raymond, we were just constantly writing and just like going into the studio last year. We probably went into the studio more than we've done in the past seven years, to be honest with you. It's so crazy, but um, it's crazy to think about, but um that's just the thing. It's like, you know, if you're motivated to do something or you want to do something, you just, you got to do it. You know, you just really got to do it. And it's like, there's, there, there's going to be a lot of things. And I'm not going to say like, we're all talking like all great. And it's like the, what people really want to hear is what are the things that stopped you guys? You know, it's like, well, to be honest, it's like, there is so many things given this album that like, has been like trying to slow us down, you know what I mean? Or even when the album was coming out, like this last month, like knowing that the album was coming out and we had this crunch time, it's like we had so many things like, you know, bringing like, like minor things, you know, minor things, like so many little things that were just like nagging at us, like little obstacles that we had to keep overcoming at just at the very end, the finish line, you know, we were, we were seeing that finish line, but we had to keep like, you know, pushing through it and pushing through it. And it's like, we didn't let something like that stop us. You know, we just kept going. We're like, look at this is when the album's coming out. This is what we're doing. And we're doing it this way, you know? So we made sure everything was ready and it's like, we didn't stop, you know, like what it is. It's like, you got to stay motivated and you got to stay like, um, even through anything without support or anything. But it's like, um, if you want to get something done, you just got to pick up that paper. You got to pick up the pen or just do what, do what it is or, or, or do what, do what need to be done to get that done. You know? Um, that's kind of, I want to, I want to add with, to end it with what Bobby just said. 
just a, a quick thing. Don't wait for anybody. Everything Bobby just said, we did not wait for anybody. We did it all ourselves, like I told you. And you guys can, too. Don't wait for anybody. From videos, from music, for acting, whatever you guys want to do, just don't wait for anybody because you don't need anybody. All you need is your own drive and your own passion. And That's you know, fantastic advice. We still try to instill that into each other because as long as me and the brother, you know, me and the brothers, me and my brothers are on the same page, as long as we are not waiting for anybody else, that's why me and Bobby, me and Bobby edit all of our videos now. I've, I've taught Bobby everything that I know. Don't wait for anybody because you don't need anybody and you can't rely on anybody except yourself. And in our case, I'm lucky that I have my brothers alongside who have the same dream that we can, you know, just rely on each other. And that's all that matters. Just don't wait for anybody. I love it. I think that's fantastic. Um, guys, thank you so, so very much for being on the show. We have about 30 seconds to we're off. Um, I'm going to put up links to your Twitter, to your Facebook, to all your social media. And guys, um, I'd love that you were talking about TikTok. I want to see you do some stuff on TikTok. Um, you uh, you can find your album on, I saw it on Spotify. Like, where, where can they find your album? Everywhere. All streaming all platforms. platforms. Apple yeah, Music. all platforms. Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, Deezer, everywhere. iHeartRadio. I, I just put all of those up yesterday, so I know that's. All seven of those. Pandora, too. Okay, Our so site. I'm going with everywhere. <laughs> they are everywhere. everywhere. Oh, and, found. SoundCloud, and our SoundCloud. And our and SoundCloud. And our SoundCloud. And YouTube music. Everywhere. Okay, that's really cool. So, guys, you can find their album, Everywhere Music is Found. Um, guys, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I'm going to put up a link on our social media to um, your new album. It's really good, guys. Check it out. When they say that um, it's got a feel, it, it's got a feel of ten different albums. It's it's really insane. Um, yeah, congratulations, guys. Yeah, congratulations, guys. It's really good. Thank, Thank you. you so and whatever you do when you listen Thank to the so album, much. start from track one, one all the way to <laughs> seventeen. You have to feel the experience. We cinematized our music because we're actors. One through seventeen. Yeah. It's, it is really good, guys. Check it out. Guys, thank you for being on the show. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Ball and my, ho my co-host, host of the Militant Motto, and, of course, the wonderful Ochoa Boys. Go check out their new album. Guys, <coughs> I'm joking. I'm dying. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am having the flu. Um, and thank you for joining us again. Guys, thank you for listening thank in. For we'll, see you we'll see you next week. Go check out their album. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.